Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situationships and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it. Ah, yeah, you are invited. Ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. everyone and welcome to couples therapy my name is andy and i'm naomi we're a real life couple a real life couple of comedians on couples therapy we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners it is 2022 2022 naomi is or probably the latter correct well let's not get ahead of ourselves all right we gotta have a little optimism okay Let's just see what happens. Let's yeah. just see what happens. Yeah, that's the question. Is 2021 uh, the apogee of dystopia or a doorway into hell? I don't know what an oh, apogee no. <laughs> is. I don't know what an apogee is, Andy. But you can't really answer when Primbly is climbing yeah. on top of you. So We're surrounded by animals right now. <laughs> there is no freedom. I think the animals want us to leave the house as badly as we do. It's like that kind of vibe with them right now. Yeah. Um, Naomi got me a uh, a wonderful reading chair for Hanukkah. Yes. I am absolutely loving, I'm cavelling, <laughs> because I haven't had a reading, I don't think I've ever had a reading chair. I may have had like some, uh, you know. Of course, a chair you read in. 
Um, Always a couch or a desk? Yeah. Or on on the bed or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think maybe after college, uh, I might have had like a thrift store thing that a roommate had. Yeah. That I could read in. Yeah. But uh, I I think that's why uh, I've been so slow reading. Because when you sit down in this baby, Naomi, and your back is straight, your brain's just like, oh, I got to get those words in there. <laughs> Give me them words. Give me them words. That's what your brain says, sis. Okay, we love that for you. <laughs> Give me them words. <laughs> uh, apogee, by the way. I just wanted to I Thank looked you, it up. Please. Uh, Thank you, please. Thank you. Just to make sure I was using it correctly. Highest point. Highest point. Is this the highest point of, of dystopia. dystopia? Okay. You know what, though? I love that. And this is the thing. I'm not afraid to say when I don't know a word. And I want to sh- extend that. I want to inspire other people to be the same way. Let's just be honest when we don't know shit. And just be like, I don't know. What's happening? And of course, because it's you, I can put the work on sure. you to look it up for me. <laughs> but honestly, my life got better when I started doing that. Yeah. Because there was a, a long time where I'm like, well, uh, I'm smart. I got to show I'm right, smart. And right, right, someone right. someone says a word, I don't know. Just pretend like you I know, know it. Yeah. I know. And then I was just like, what was that voice, by the way? That was a little Sam Elliott-ish. <laughs> <laughs> but uh then i was like uh just admit it admit what you i don't know, know just be like word. tell me i'm like tell me and then it'll be funny though because sometimes and i'm not going for this but it will be interesting when someone like when you ask them they don't really know or they're like afraid to kind of you know what i mean because suddenly now they've been put on the spot right and they're feeling like wait did i use it wrong and it's like no 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 but also you know how i feel don't use a 20 dollar word when a five dollar word will do yeah that's what i had an english teacher who would say where she was like stop trying to sound smart because when you're using the word, you actually messing up the whole flow of this paper or this paragraph or this sentence. Sure. If it's naturally <laughs> like the word see. apogee or anodyne, I, I believe I used a couple episodes ago. That's <laughs> what's remember. Well, that's what's in my brain. Well, no, But of if course. you have to go, but if you're going and trying to zhuzh it up with the thesaurus. I would do that all the time. Yeah. In college, honey, I was about zhuzhing. And the teacher was like, could y'all stop? Yeah. And I felt like it was personal, but she did say y'all. She did talk to everybody, but she was like, I know because it's English class. You want to show us your vocabulary? <laughs> and I thought, all right, sis, you're right. Don't don't zhuzh it up with a $50 synonym. <laughs> just use the plain word, folks. I know, but I, I just like she would always say that uh, $20 word or a $5 word. And I was like, $5 is a lot for a word. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> I was like, good Lord. Anyway. Um, anyway, so and and... <laughs> We're on the other side. Your special is finally out. Finally in the out. World. Everyone loves it. I've seen universal acclaim on Twitter. Something Don't you rarely it. see. I know. At least up to this point. I know. I know. I know. It's nice. No one has come out of the woodwork to tell me that I'm stupid or fat or <laughs> oh, dumb. No. Oh, no. So that's nice. Again, as we said, the internet, like yeah. that's gorgeous. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised. I know. I am. I know. Don't worry. It might come. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I looked up your name. I didn't just look up your handle. Yeah, of course. And I didn't see anything bad. Of course. That was a beautiful gift. Yeah. So, okay. Before we get into today's episode, folks, you know what we love? We love comments and we love updates. Love an update. Love a follow-up. Love a follow-up date. When someone writes in or calls in and asks advice and we then give the advice, we love hearing if they took the advice. And so now, Naomi, do you remember your fellow season three stand-up, Brian Simpson? Yes. Do you remember his episode? A woman named Rachmeister, which I got to say, I think is great that she called herself that. (laughs) (sighs) Called in, and uh, is there a delicate way to say this, or I just have to say it in the vulgar way? 
I don't think there's a delicate way. I don't think Let's so. just say her boyfriend refuses to shave his balls or groom. Right. She, he's not, they're not neat. She'd like mm. a little tidiness down there. By the way, welcome new listeners. If, <laughs> if you saw Naomi's special and you're like, I got to check out her podcast with her husband. Welcome. <laughs> uh, we should uh, tell you, Naomi is uh, sex negative. I am sex neutral. <laughs> so we generally do not. <laughs> but, but, uh, but our listeners, hey, anything you want to talk about. I'll get into it. Yeah, we're happy to. We'll get into it. We're happy to get into it. But I will be speaking from experience. Sure. Now, yes, the point being, though, we don't approve of just a wild, unruly forest. Well, more so, what we don't approve of is a partner being like, hey, could you do me this salad? Yeah, this ba- very. <laughs> so basically, yeah, her boyfriend refused to do that. She's like, yeah. it's the one thing I kind of want him to do. Yeah. Uh, it seems yeah. like a pretty minor thing, right? Right. All things being equal. All right, so Rach Meister sent in an update. Let's listen to it. Hello, Rage Meister here. I had to reach out immediately and thank you all for taking the time to listen to my question about my partner's very hairy balls and his refusal to trim them. I had almost forgotten that I had left the voicemails. It was a little while ago and I was drinking a lot. Who knows? But when I was listening to the pod the other day, I was like, how weird. That girl also goes by Rach Meister. And then eventually I realized it was me. So the thing that happened to my partner in the past, when he was in high school, there were some girls that wanted him to also trim his balls. And when he tried, he had cut himself. So that's understandable why he wouldn't want to do it again. And the other half is... From what I uh, know, when men get cold, there's sometimes shrinkage or shriveling. And with my partner in particular, when he has attempted to trim, the balls go in. So he's working with the moving target. Now that I know that that's not a super normal thing, I may seek medical advice, but that's a problem for tomorrow. So as far as my personal preference, I definitely like to keep things well-maintained and manicured, you know, free of loose hair to keep it nice for everyone. I've never really understood why men don't feel that way as much. Um, I don't know why. It could be the patriarchy. I like to blame that for all things awful in the world. Uh, But anyway, as far as an update goes, I have all but given up um, hope on my my partner ever doing this. He's stubborn, he's set in his ways, and I'm just going to deal with it. And by that, I mean not incorporate the balls into blowjobs anymore. And if I haven't already mentioned it, I am so, so sorry for the graphic nature of all of my voicemails. Um, I know this is not normally content you guys talk about, so thank you so much for your thoughtful and hilarious responses. Um, I am super, super excited for your new stand-up uh, special on Netflix, Naomi. Everything you do is incredible. You truly make the world a better place just by existing. So thank you so much. And I wanted to let you both know that I'm officially a member of the Couples Therapy Patreon. I realized that I was listening to your wonderful responses that, gosh darn it, if I can make room in the budget for weed and alcohol, I can make room in the budget for Couples Therapy Patreon. So thank you so much. I hope you have a happy holiday, happy new year, live long and prosper. Rachmeister out. (laughs) Oh my God. Rachmeister. I did not even know there was a plug. You know, I listened to about the first 20 seconds of most of these. Uh, Right. So I did not know there was a plug for the Patreon in there, but. That's beautiful. Rachmeister came to us with their heart and soul. Mm -hmm. And that's gorgeous. 
gorgeous. And, you know, you've all but given up, which is I don't like when I hear that phrase. Yeah. I don't like it. But at the yeah. same time, I do understand what you're saying. But, you know, what if you just warm? What if you like got a space heater and stuck his junk next to the space heater? What? Why would that? What do you mean? So, so, so his testicles <laughs> don't go in. Oh, if it's cold, if that's the, if that's what's going on, are they scared? Like, what's the? What are they well, like? Sure, they could be scared. They could be sensey. Right, but are they scared? But like, she's like, they're going inside, and are they like, they like hear the razor sound? It's like Pavlovian, could and they're be. like, they're like, I'm gonna get could out be. of here. Could be. I gotta retreat back up into the. Well, the you body. know, they, you know, they say, you know, the vagina has a memory, and so who is they? Like doctors, medically, so sort you know, really? the, the whole the stretching and like what it knows to do and experience it. So it's like, maybe the balls have a memory. If he's cut himself in the past, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe his balls were like, uh uh-uh, uh, and they just go, <laughs> we gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here. Now, this is a good movie where we're each of us are voicing testicles. <laughs> <laughs> each of us, I like it. Uh-huh. So you don't think a person's testicles has have one voice you no, no, no. each yeah, testicle yeah. is a, is its own voice yeah, yeah. so it's like that well yes what's that movie what's that supermarket seth rogan movie where they're all talking and they're all vulgar sausage party yes so that except with genitals with actual genitals yeah. okay and not just the food standing in for genitals yeah it's called sausage party <laughs> <laughs> by the way this is not that kind of show I just got everyone. In we have to. We have to step it out, people. If you are new here, this is not how we do all the time. <laughs> but you're gonna hear that in, in the but episode, you know okay? Because there's like, more, more to come. Yeah, I like Rage Meister's energy. So we live for Rage Meister's energy. Rage Meister out, which we <laughs> love as a way to leave a conversation, and also just that's the kind of energy we need to be bringing into 2022. Just, mm-hmm. just like you know. If I can find room in the budget for weed and alcohol, I can put it towards some other stuff in my life. You know, that's like some New Year's resolution vibes. Being like, you know what? I'm going to let go and let God vis-a-vis the testicular hair. Okay? Ragemeister is coming (sighs) through with things that we care about and we love that energy. And I think I'm inspired right now. Uh I am. Aren't there like things that like razors, special razors that like are specially engineered not to cut you? I don't want to keep talking about his <laughs> testicles. <laughs> I just don't know what this dude's deal is. All right, Naomi, why, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about today's guest? Yes, I absolutely do. A dear friend of ours. We are talking about the hilarious, kind, gorgeous Megan Gailey, honey. Megan Gailey and I, we co-host the podcast I Love a Lifetime movie together, where every week we take you on a journey of a crazy-ass Lifetime movie. We interview folks. We interview folks. Why did I say interview? I'm off my rocker. Anyway, and Megan also co-hosts the podcast Go Horse, a Colts Hard Knocks breakdown podcast, which is where they break down that TV show Hard Knocks about the Indianapolis Colts. Wait, what? <laughs> Megan, you know, is very sporty. She's into she sports. She's we, also, do, we talk about that in this episode. She also uh, writes for Pause with Sam J on HBO. Yes, if you ever wanted to see Megan Gailey uh, wearing a pink strap on having sex with a watermelon, check out Pause with Sam J. This is not normally the show, okay? We're just really coming at you with a lot right now, but the point is... We're really off our rockers. We're off our rockers, but we love you. This episode's a great time because we love Megan. (laughs) Megan is genuinely the best. She's wonderful. So I think it's time, Indy. I'm going to say, roll it! Now, I do want to just say before, you know, for the listener, I did call... Megan Andy before Uh we started recording and you know Uh that's just what it is right now to have both my husband and my wife on the same podcast Mm. 
it is yeah. a lot. Um, I hope you guys don't fight, but I think I, this is also going to be really good for you too. Our, I think so. <laughs> you call your wife. Now, do you have to pay child support? No. And that's what makes the marriage work. Right. No. <laughs> I don't have um, to pay it. I have decided I am going to register for a Gucci diaper bag. Um, so if if she wants to give me that, I'll be happy. Megan, we're not we're not getting you the Gucci diaper purse. I'm gonna tell you that right now. You're gonna get a high chair. You're gonna get okay. a stroller. You're I'm, gonna get but something. But those like, are cheaper. I mean, like the Gucci diaper bag is cheaper than a stroller. It's it's the Gucci part. It's about yeah. It's the, the it's, oh, he okay. won't support it. He won't support it. I won't wow. see the movie. Oh, I won't support. <laughs> I won't support the house of at all. Oh right, 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 right. Oh yeah, yes. Um, I forgot After about what the they did. <laughs> uh, Megan, I, I want to say this. I know Naomi said this to you in real life, maybe even on your podcast together, but uh, uh, a deceptive white woman, if I may say that. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't mean you are deceptive yourself, but right. I mean your whiteness is deceptive. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hidden um, depths. I would like to hear um, you as a white man explain it to me. Oh, you're inviting mansplaining? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I love listening to men talk. <laughs> give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. Uh, well, first, let's start with uh, the X-Men. And let's go <laughs> right through deep X-Men history. And I, that's, I think, a good place for me as a man. As a man for mm-hmm. you to start. For me to start the mansplaining. Well, because you know I got questions about that. CJ took me to something. And I go, where's Wonder Woman? He goes, different universe. And I go, they're all... <laughs> They're all together at this point, you know, just give it like, I don't care that she's not in Marvel. Give her to me. <laughs> That's not how it works, Megan. I don't care how it works. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> but as the, the shuffling Esquire will know is that there are yeah. the IP issues. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to tell Megan why you think she's a deceptive white woman. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, no, no. Because you give off the vibe of... Uh, a Karen. Of, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you are decidedly not even in the vicinity of a Karen. Yeah, that's why. Thank you. Not even in the vicinity. I know. Not Thank close. You. Two Thank plane you. rides away. Thank you. <laughs> a Thank you. You need a connecting flight to get to the Karen vicinity. <laughs> I do have to let you know, I'm flying home on the 22nd because my dad is having heart surgery and my mom just texted me, bring a bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> what are okay. we going to do? Indiana in December. How could you Wait, need for, a bathing suit? For what reason? <laughs> No idea. I'm, I'm only bringing it up because it just flashed on my screen. And it's like, what? Are, we, are you going to do going to some grow, laps at the JCC? Yeah, we're going to Great Wolf Lodge to celebrate his new ticker, I guess. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, Megan, though, speaking of your mom texting, and I think this is something Andy and I are always very fascinated by, you are very close with your parents and particularly uh-huh. close with your mother. Now... Were y'all always besties? I know you're the only daughter, mm-hmm. the youngest. Mm-hmm. So was it always just like mommy's girl? Or was it once you became <laughs> an adult? Mommy's girl. Yeah. I don't know what you call it. I'm, it's so foreign to me. Mommy's girl is definitely a good lifetime title. <laughs> we, we should we should type that into the search. Um, yeah, so I'm the youngest and only girl, and my mom was the youngest and only girl. Okay. And so I think she was thirsty. I think this bitch would have kept going until they had a girl. You know, okay, like okay. she just would have had seven Duggars or whatever. <laughs> um, hopefully, no pedophiles. Yeah. And and hoped for Fingers a girl. Fingers crossed. But, yeah. So when I was born, 
I it was, you know, lots of bows and yeah. all of my bloomers had my initials on it. You know, just like very over the top girly, girly, girly stuff. So that explains why you are so girly now. Yes. You were always, um, yeah. Yeah, and my mom, I mean, my mom is like chic, but she does dress like a child going to Easter mass. Like it's like <laughs> hat, belt, shoe, purse matching. And you're like, uh-huh. oh my God. You know, okay. which is like, yes, yes, yes. which if I still lived in Indiana would definitely be my look. But like, yeah. <laughs> CJ has helped me be like, not everything needs to be the same shade of blue. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I do think we were, but I also was, for for the sequel to Mommy's Girl, a daddy's girl, too. Um, and and maybe that's just because both of my brothers were mean. <laughs> my parents were like, we'll just take her as our as our own. <laughs> you are a parent's girl. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big time parent's girl, but I'm also really close with my brothers, too. So you just get along with everybody. What is this life where everyone's friends? Well, I, I mean, I started therapy when I was 14. It's not like it's been an easy road. You did? Um, Why? Well, actually 12. Probably 12. 12? Yeah. That's well, why Megan's very intense. But you're from, you're from my neck of the woods. I know. In Pennsylvania, where you like, that's not the thing to do. And yeah, and I'm Irish Catholic. And so it's like even less the thing to do for us. So um, my mom is a nurse and I think is very in tune to mental health because of mm-hmm. that. And then I also, I lost a friend to suicide in seventh grade. Oh. Um, and so I think that really made my mom especially be like, are you okay? And it was like, I wasn't, you know? Right, so, right. uh, so they actually, I've said this publicly before. They took me to like a counselor that they had taken both of my brothers to mm-hmm. who, for like behavioral issues. And they took me to this man. And after two sessions, he goes, she's out of my pay grade. <laughs> like you got to take her, you got to take her to someone that specializes in teen girls. Cause she's, Really, she she needs more help than I can give. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, you know what? A lot. I don't, I'm not surprised the man couldn't cope. Okay. No. no. I'm glad at least yeah, he told he, him. He, he yes, the kids thank God. Like throwing their Tonka trucks around. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, wait, she has real issues. Shit. Yes. He was like, you need someone with like a real degree, um, and <laughs> and that is that is not me. <laughs> but now, given all that, were you, you know. When you did go to therapy, mm-hmm. was it easy for you to start talking to this person? Because I like saw the school counselor when I was younger, mm-hmm. but never, you know, anybody kind of outside of that and like formalized. I wonder if I would have just told a stranger all my business. I mean, I went on to do so, but like at that age, particularly, you know, 12, 13. I think it was like probably too easy for me. Um, <laughs> and, and that's probably a combination of like craving attention and also validation. I've always mm-hmm. been someone who wanted older people to like like me and be yeah. proud of me. And I also come from a family of alcoholism. And I learned this in modern day, Megan's modern day therapy, that like if you come from a family that maybe holds secrets, mm-hmm. you relish an opportunity to be almost too much of an open book. Like oh, you wow. overcorrect and are like, well, listen to everything now. <laughs> um, and and so I think that aspect was maybe all of those things combined into me. And the mm. woman was just so good, Linda. I, I still think of her. Like I'm, she specialized in adolescent girls and I went to see her till I was like 24. <laughs> and then okay, shout out to Linda. I love her. I would like to see her now. Uh, she was gorgeous. Like, just like, <laughs> 
truly just coming in in like a Chico's and <laughs> like had some of the gray showing, but it was like chic. Yeah. And uh, she just was a dream. A dream. Oh my God. I, I miss love her. Linda. Mm-hmm. I love that. So. Uh- so it was the th- it was starting therapy early on that maybe because you were even in a sorority. This is why I'm like mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. deceptive in my yeah. mind, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all the stuff that should have put you on the path to like you know uh, you see a black child in a convenience <laughs> store and you're like, well, they must be robbing the place. Like yeah, like, well, like you- I think all the time like I should I should hate you. I uh-huh. should have hated you. That's how my <laughs> husband feels. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're the whitest of the white. And yeah, <laughs> not <you> a are. <laughs> devil. Yes. And in a, in a racial relationship, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. With a Filipino yeah. king, as you call him. Who, mm-hmm. uh, you my you guys king. have both been on the, the live show before. Yes. yes. He was jealous. Um, he goes, you're doing it without me? I was like, but- yeah. Sometimes you just need to sit down in couples therapy and give it to them straight, you know, absolutely without your partner there. <laughs> so yes, tell us all the all the dirt on CJ. Well, not quite, but yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, talk to me about you and like athletes. Yeah, and I know CJ's not an athlete, but you know, well, you guys obviously really bond over sports or really into sports. Oh, was sporty. he? Was he? No, but I think C- he play. Yes, yeah, CJ played football for nine years and he was a defensive lineman which is my number one type um so you know some a lot of people wide receivers quarterbacks not me a defensive tackle a defensive end i lose it for them why (laughs) i just like they end up i think they end up being like the funniest guys on the team they're the biggest they're like lovable um and they run people over i mean they can kill you so it's really this like juxtaposition of like sweet teddy bear you are giving people cte and that's really (laughs) that's really where i come for love (laughs) you want someone who can crack a joke and run a nickel defense at the same time absolutely yes what's a nickel defense andy uh something that's on john madden football (laughs) you play madden Sure, that I randomly wow. choose. And then <laughs> I'm like, uh, I guess this will work. <laughs> yeah, the defensive names are really funny. There's a Tampa 2, there's a Tampa 3. They're like, you're like, where did this, where, what's going on in Tampa? Um, uh, nothing good. No. Oh, oh, yeah, that's where the, sorry, Tampa. That's where the um, fight was last night, the Jake Paul fight. Oh, uh, boxing. Yeah. Boxing? That's a, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you've now combined two things I know nothing about, which is YouTube stars <laughs> and boxing. I've, I have sadly seen every single Paul Brothers fight because wow. of, yeah, that's when like the sports goes a little far for me, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but that's, that's less sports and that's more like CJ loving the internet. Uh-huh. <laughs> loving the internet. And so Megan, I don't love the internet as much yeah. as he does. You're really a CTE queen, right? Because you've now said, you've now mentioned two sports where brain damage, traumatic no, brain injury. No, boxing is like, I was, I'm horrified by it. And it's honestly, a lot of it is, um, and I, I know cauliflower ear happens more in wrestling and UFC. It is like, it's truly repulsive to me. Yeah. When I would be on the subway in New York, I would just like stare at these men's ears and be like, who will love you? Um, <laughs> like, how, how will you find someone? Oh, no. And they're like, hot finance bros. And I'm like, yeah, yeah Kate. 
Um, no, but I love a basketball player. Very attracted to a basketball player, tennis player, golfer, baseball. Um, I've I've recently come to discover men that play cricket are really hot. Um, oh my lord! I just love all. I just love men. You know, like just <laughs> but sporty men in particular. Like you need them to be really much like. Broy, active. Yeah. What if What if a man uh, tried to explain the X Men to you? Would that Would that Would your heart go a flutter? Well, and I mean, like CJ's a dork too. Like he he at one point in his life, which he describes as the happiest time of his life, which is hurtful to me, um, <laughs> was when he worked at a blockbuster and an independent movie theater. So he's got um, you know he used to wear like blazers and go into Barnes and Noble and read. Um, so, <laughs> so he's got comedy and like he lo- like he was an original poster on like a special thing. You know, like he loved comedy uh. would like stay up to like watch Conan when he was 14. So I, I wound up sort of with like a comedy dork who also likes sports. Well, that's perfect, huh? You found Oof. him. Fee-oo-wee. <laughs> what is funny, I do think this... Uh, I, I came up with this theory at UCB, which is that comedy people fall into two camps. One is the sports comedy people. The mm-hmm. other are the nerd stuff comedy people. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm the nerd stuff comedy people. And I'm the sports show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think, too, comedy really ends up lessening people's fandom and sports love because you're doing comedy at the same time that the major sporting events are going on. And mm-hmm. so like in Chicago, it'd be like the Blackhawks made, you know, game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. And you're like, well, I guess we're not having a show tonight. So it <laughs> ends like sports. I mean, and maybe that's like a Chicago thing specifically is that like when sports were doing really well in Chicago, comedy was doing really badly. <laughs> like oh, it was really? like, yeah, we would Oh my gosh! How many, they would like turn off Bulls games and then they would just like take the mic out and be like, "Now's the show!" And it's just like drunk people furious at you. <laughs> um, and so yeah, you kind of I think all of us that are like huge sports fans that do comedy will admit there was a period of time where we like fell out of it and then probably got back into it when we stopped being like, "I need to go to ten open mics a week." Well, I was going to say, yeah, you say fell out of the sports thing or fell out mm-hmm. of the comedy thing? Because how have you balanced your um, obsessions? Fell out of the um, sports thing. When I was in Chicago, I waitressed and bartended at a at like an Irish pub. And so it's like seven TVs on all the yeah. time. So I was able to kind of watch all the time. So uh-huh. I never really... Fell out. Break. <laughs> you never really <laughs> fell out. No, what was the every- name of the pub? Shamrocks? Um, no, it was Bridget McNeil's. Um, it has now since closed. Rest in peace. And people would always be like, are you Bridget McNeil? And I'm like, no, I'm Megan Gailey. And they're like, that's even more Irish. You know, like they just love that ship. <laughs> oh, you're Bridget McNeil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Now, Megan, you, I've got to pivot. Now, Megan, oh, wait, you want to hear more of this great Irish oh, accent? Naomi knows I do terrible accent work. She's always like, where are you? I'm like, I don't know. Let's, let's hear your Irish accent. And then, Naomi, um, we're going to go to you. I'm Sassy Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Dublin. Um, I guess, uh, okay, the only thing, I'm I'm Circle of Friends starring Mini Driver doing an Irish accent. Ah, oh, Benny, you filthy article. Oh, that's 
sounds good. I just remember I mean, saying that. When I li- I lived in Belfast for a few months and I definitely kept being like, this is my dad. <laughs> like, it's like so like, Megan, you got to let it go, honey. <laughs> Did you come back with the accent, though? Yes. Like, I was uh, like, dad, my mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the only thing that stayed, the mom and the dad. Um, But, you know, you talk about how you used to be chubby. And how you were not, like, dating a lot when you were in high school, college. Or was it college when you started dating? Because I've also never seen it. You said you were chubby. I haven't seen the footage. Well, in high school, I just, I didn't have, I never, I didn't have any boyfriends. Mm -hmm. But, and, you know, you're, but it's like, I I was prom queen, though. So, it's like, I was probably, it was probably okay. Like, it wasn't. Tell Andy, I'm sorry, like, now that I realize, like, Megan was prom queen. Tell him about the... What do you golf. call it? The trophy. Yes, please. Yeah. So I um, w- also played golf and tennis, and I played tennis very well. I was captain of both. <laughs> I just want you to. Can you handle I, this? I always say my dad made like the perfect second wife for someone. Um, so <laughs> I was way better at tennis. I picked a golf up when I was like 15 just because um, the high school golf coach was a family friend who I like loved and adored. Also, rest in peace, miss him. And so I started playing golf and my senior year they (laughs) created an award in my honor um and i had a pink putter that's my it was that what um had belonged to my nanny my my grandmother yes so so the award is called the megan gailey pretty in pink award (laughs) don't you love it and it's still so on game it is so on game that I like I'm just like uh-huh like it was not surprising it, it was it was exact it was when you said that I'm just like yes that everything is right in the universe this is exactly what that should be called uh, and they still give it out as far as they know it goes to like a senior every year do you feel like that's your legacy well, I also have uh, in the last year I was a, I was bestowed a Megan Gailey Day in the city of Indianapolis. What the <laughs> fuck? No, this is not about you. That's great for you. Congratulations for you. I'm furious. My high school, I am easily <clears throat> discounting women's golf. I am the most famous person from my high school. I'm not famous at all, just for the listener. Like, I'm not but you pretending. live in Los Angeles. You're successful. You're a yes. writer. Yes. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Have, I have not been, not only has have I, no one's named <coughs> shit after me, mm-hmm. no one's even invited me back to give a graduation speech. Uh, what the fuck is up with that? Well, and see, this isn't my high school. The, I, what? there's a, no, this is, in, this is the city of Indianapolis. And I'm Redding, like, Pennsylvania, where are you at? I, I know. Wow. I know. And the thing is, I didn't give any money. I don't agree with the politics. Like it's like, I I am, <clears throat> I did help campaign for a city council woman, and and so the, she is who got it obviously for me. But I'm like, <laughs> I want nothing more than to be on the wall of fame at my high school. Mm-hmm. And my mom told me recently that like her friend's daughter, who's very lovely, um, is on there, and she was like a conductor at Princeton. I'm like, listen, that's cool. But like, I'm on TV. Okay, right, so right. <laughs> what yeah, are wait, we, like- Just at Princeton? Yeah, like they're, like they're not a conductor like in the New York Philharmonic or anything no. like that? No. Bullshit. No. There's like a doctor. <laughs> There's like an oncologist on there. I'm like, that's not even 
He not even. I did. I think he did Lance Armstrong. But it's like we all hate him now. You got the doctor. <laughs> yeah, Lance he should be taken off for helping Lance. Well, we should definitely be like, who else you got? You know, right. who else is right, right, right. Balls oh, he also he also helped Louie. <laughs> He also helped Louie. Um, he does do uh, cough, cough on Chris D'Elia. I mean, it's a tough crew. It's a tough crew. It's, yeah, I want nothing more. And I, yeah, I thought about, I was like, do I need to give money? Like, I'll give money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll buy my way under the wall. You might have to give them money. You might have to fine. give them something. That's fine. That's fine. So wait, Megan, when did you start dating? For real. For real. Um. Well, uh, I started dating probably in college. And like, it was the athletes? Because you were the sorority, right, from uh, <clears throat> freshman year. Yeah. And and you joined, like, my year we joined, gosh, like the second week of school. So we were like in it pretty fast. But yeah, my the first like guy that I dated at Purdue was a wide receiver on the football team. And his nickname, even amongst the other football players, his nickname was No Clue. Um, that's how <laughs> that's how dim he was. So So what attracted you to him? He was Just really his- hot. He okay. was really hot. Well, how long did that relationship last if he's not very bright? Um, so we ended up, gosh, we dated like freshman year for a little bit and then, and then junior year, I I kept going back to the well. Um, (laughs) and, but he was never like, I probably would have been fine calling him my boyfriend. I don't think he would have called me his girlfriend. Oh no. Well, you know, these football players, they're hard to nail down. Is that what you like though? You like a different, you like a man where it's like difficult? No. No, because <laughs> no, it made it definitely like, I don't know. Well, actually, the first guy I ever like made out with in college was this guy who was a defensive end. And he was <laughs> so big. He, I remember he walked, he was in my theater class. It was like mm-hmm. Theater 101, where, you know, it's like 200 students. You're not like doing monologues or whatever. And he walked in and he was probably 6'5. 290 like a giant oh man goodness. he uh, since went on to be in the nfl and i think got kicked out because it was not <laughs> a nice good person or whatever but i remember making Wait, out what with him do do? What, what do you have to do to get kicked out of the nfl they didn't even kick out the guy that did the uh the dog uh fighting did they well you have to be not that good too like you oh. have to be like uh-huh. do something and like he did something like maybe kind of bad but they were also like mm, you're not as good as we wanted you to be but he had like made a pro ball <laughs> So I guess he was pretty good. But we were making out in his like apartment. Um, and while we were making out, he made Sports Center's top 10. And it came on the TV while we were making out. And I was like, wow. But like at the time, I remember like being like, I'm still wearing a pad. Like I was like young. <laughs> I was a young, I was like even a young 18. But you were like, well, first of all, can we talk about Sports Center being on in the background? That, yeah. that was like kind of the aphrodisiac for the two of you. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. On at all? For sure. For sure, yeah. <laughs> um but then he made the NFL. Did mm-hmm. you ever talk to him again? Like after the makeout, like after you know that kind of freshman year dalliance. No, I would see him. I used to go to football parties. <laughs> so that's where you found your men. That's what I'm asking. Because like you were in the sorority and I'm Naomi, like, that's where they found me. Okay. Wow. Reframe it, Naomi. Okay. Reframe it. Name it and reframe it. You're right. You're right. But I would go to frat parties. I would go to football parties. I had a bunch of friends in the dorms freshman year that 
then we're either in different sororities or we're not in my sorority or didn't join sororities. And so freshman year, we would go to a lot of, um, we would go to football parties and fraternity parties. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. And then I dated a baseball player there for a bit. <laughs> he was really, he was really, really good too. At baseball or at being a partner? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, no, at baseball. Not at being <laughs> a partner. Not at being a partner. No, no, no. Why do I feel like I'm in an episode of Sex in the City? <laughs> We're all sitting around a table at cafeteria, just dishing. I know, Megan having a Martinelli and a champagne <laughs> Well, flute. it is funny now, too, because, like, you know, I watch so many sports with my husband, and there's... Like, there's this guy in the Colts I love. He's the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. So he's, like, a really, really good person and does so many amazing things. And I tweet at him a lot. And he, like, res- <laughs> he responds with, like, dancing gifts back to me. You know, like, I, I, in my mind, we're friends. And I think he's, like, so hot. And then I'm like, oh, my God, he's 23. Like, I'm at the age now where I'm like, I need to go for, like, an offensive coordinator. <laughs> like, I am. What does that mean, Megan? You know I, we don't know what that That's like a coach. I need, I need, a, oh. I need a coach. I'm coach age. Like, I'm not I'm not active player age. Like uh-huh. it, for someone to be active player age and be my age, they'd be like, and now the oldest defensive lineman ever. Cause these are like young boys. Like it's there's guys in the NBA that are 19 years old. Right, 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 right. And you're just like, oh my God. And Larsa Pippen, Larsa Pippen is she's getting them. She's getting them. Who's Larsa Pippen? <laughs> Scotty Pippen's ex-wife. She's oh. getting them? Yes, Isn't and she, she a grown woman? Yeah, she's like 50. Wow. And okay. she has an she has an OnlyFans too. <laughs> what? Yep. She has an OnlyFans. <laughs> and See, she what, what I love about Megan, Megan because she teaches me about a world I know nothing about. Yes. And every detail yes. is wilder than the last. Yes. And Larsa, okay, so Larsa is on the reboot of Real Housewives of Miami, which just came out. And her entire storyline is that she is on OnlyFans. And <laughs> she is saying that she's making 10 grand a day. What? What is she yeah. doing? Is she? Well, that's what they're asking. Uh-huh. She's like, nothing. I'm just like talking to them. But then like, she was like, there was this guy. He's like a prison guard. I'm like, he's not a good person. You know, like in my <laughs> mind, I'm like, he's a bad person. And she's like, I just like felt so bad for him. It's like this prison guard is spending his entire paycheck to see like your nipple. Right. Right. Absolutely. And she don't, she don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she does not care. She don't care. Larsa right. does not so, care. So, Megan, you're now Connie Britton age. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Now I'm freaking Sandra Bullock in the blind side. <laughs> People are like, are you adopting him? I'm like, I'm trying to fuck him, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm in heaven. Okay, yeah. So, wait. So, let's go. Okay. So, college, you're in a sorority. You're dating football players, occasional baseball player. Whatever ba- player. And, and some basketball and so, so yeah, all these so you're, players. Your top three American sports, and right. some frat boys, and some frat boys too. What? So okay, <laughs> where does the deceptive part come in? Because like, what or what do you have to suppress if uh, in this? Because uh, let's let's say I've I uh, my freshman roommate uh, uh, was in a frat, not a bad person, but also <laughs> somewhat um, shallow. Yeah. Let's be nice, beyond mm-hmm. basic. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good thing. That's a mm-hmm. that's a pleasant way to say it. Uh, 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 at what point do you acquire depth as a human? 
So what was really nice for me is that I was a theater major. And so and, and we're not we're she not contains listen, multitudes. I'm not saying that makes you that doesn't give you depth. We all know that. But I would be like, oh, over here, da 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 sorority world, sorority world. And then I'd be like, listen, I'm in a king's tale or whatever. King Lear? I was in King Lear. Um, oh, Shakespeare's remember. a king's tale starring five. King's tale. Um, you know, so I'd be like, I gotta go to King Lear rehearsal. Um, and and so then I would go and I would be with, you know, all my gay friends and then all my theater friends. And so we were doing, um, you know, like more theater artistic type things. Mm-hmm. And then I would go back to the sorority world. And so it was sort of and there were no sorority girls in theater. There were no frat guys. It was like it was just me. And did you kind of keep those worlds separate? Were you compartmentalizing like over here, theater friends, over here, sorority friends, <clears throat> slash, you know, frat party friends and stuff? Yeah. My friend Liz, who I'm still friends with, who got married at 18 um, and is still married and is Whoa. like, pr- is my example of like the one religious person I know who's like very kind and is just like, <laughs> and is not like judgmental and yeah. is like, you know, like when I posted about my abortion was like supportive. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a girl got married at 18 like it's from indiana and so she was in theater and we would have so much fun and i love her husband they still come to shows she would come she came out for my 21st birthday with all the sorority girls um she would sleep at the sorority house with me sometimes (laughs) um so she was kind of like my crossover but you know there were um sorority dances fraternity formals and then there were theater dances and it was all no one was going to there was no crossover there yeah 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 except you except me except me but then like but these sport guys a lot of them were like and this okay and here's my thing about sports the only reason why i make the generalization that sports guys are not very bright or deep is because to be doing sports at the college level it takes all your time. Like mm-hmm. you can't be, you know what I mean? Like writing, like you can't be spending that much time studying if you spend five hours a day at practice. It's just like not enough hours of the day. <clears throat> um, well, they do make you have designated study hours when you're on a team because they need you to make grades. So I think it's, there were, there was, um, what was it called? OLS, uh, organization, Organizational Leadership Studies. And that was just like, that's a football that's a football major. Like no one was like in OLS that was like not on the football team. So you can pick majors and, but I think the same could be said for sorority girls. Like we had study hours. If your grades dropped, you needed to bring them up. Like you couldn't have terrible grades and stay in the sorority, but we also had a room in the house that had all of the tests of like every single class that existed at Purdue. Well, (laughs) there you go. But I have a sorority sister who was, pre-med and it's like well you can't you can't a b c d your way through pre-med like she was having to like do real class i was taking like public speaking and it's like watch me nail this you know i I go are you ready for a lesson like i should have been i should have been teaching the class so but that's different though like yes sororities took a lot of time but you guys did do like for you to be focused on your studies that's not like it took you away from sorority work you know what i mean you see the thing Yeah. No, none of these, uh, the men that I dated that were on teams were not bright. Um, They were really hot. Um, But then there were guys that were bright. 
that's just not who was going for me. <laughs> well, this is what I want to know, though. When did you kind of pivot into, you know, your husband seems very, like, you know, smart and thoughtful and with it and thinking. Killer hook shot. Yeah. <laughs> How? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when did you start to look out, want that in a in a guy? Um, 2016. <laughs> 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 I mean, it was a bad run. It was a tough run. <laughs> no, my, um... I think stand-up, stand-up definitely introduced me to different types of people across the board. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think we can all, there's definitely people we all know in comedy that you're like, I would never have met this person in my life. And so it was hard for me when I first started, this is, this will probably sound terrible, but I remember when I started stand-up in Indianapolis and I was the only woman. I was 23, so I was a girl, basically. And everybody was, like, all these guys so nice to me. So, like, over the top, helping me, doing all this stuff. (laughs) And it took me months to be like, wait, (laughs) they think I'm going to fuck them? (laughs) There's not a world where that will happen. And so I ended up moving, like, very quickly into starting it there because I was like, oh, this is, like, they're mad at me. They're mad at me that I have not hooked up with them oh wow yeah you had to go that's what got you to chicago to do comedy yeah yeah Eh, i mean good for chicago like you need it's good i wanted more stage time too it just was like still it wasn't a good scene it wasn't a comfortable scene no and there weren't enough shows and then it was like oh if like one guy was mad at me because i didn't date him and he's like a 40 year old weird divorced man you're like i guess i gotta go oh god yeah. And if that's not comedy, it, <laughs> right? If the comedy isn't right. just made up of forty-year-old uh, weird divorced men <laughs> that are mad at you and you don't know why, yeah. truly, like I'd be like, he doesn't like me, and I'd be like, yeah, no, he like he thinks you like led him on. I'm like, to what end? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! Uh, I feel like we have a pretty good substrate foundation. Third word for answering listeners' uh, uh, relationship questions. I think so, too. Megan has given us a lot to chew on, and that's beautiful. Yeah, you ready, Megan? get into it. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Uh, we're going to take a break, and we come back. Your advice questions. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hey, y'all, wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And, and we're, we're back, back with <laughs> Megan Gailey to help you handle your scandal, honey. Now, Megan, we get voicemails, we get DMs, we mm-hmm. get um, emails, the whole <laughs> thing, okay? And these are people who are coming to us, honey. They're just a soul in need of some help. Mm. All right, you ready? Yeah. Yes, I am. All right, here we go. Hi, Andy and Naomi. I love you guys so much. Um, I'm so excited to be calling in, even though my life is a disaster. Oh. So, um, three minutes, two minutes. Okay, so basically, I was in a two-year-long relationship with a guy that we were living together, and he completely, basically, like, manipulated me into being dependent on him. He was quite wealthy, and he didn't want me to get a job. Um, I was just supposed to be his little housewife and make him all of his meals and, like, take care of him. He has, like, major social anxiety and a bunch, like, plethora of other mental issues that I don't have time to get into, but I absolutely freaking adored him. Love of my life. Um, we picked out a house together that he bought for us up in Washington. We were supposed to move up there from Southern California, like, this month. Out of absolutely nowhere, he ends things with me, just completely freaking blindsided, and I was shattered. So I'm unemployed and homeless. And just all of my plans for my life in the future have fallen apart. So fast forward, now it's almost three months later. We do not speak. Um, He doesn't even have my phone number. He just posted something, like, on his Instagram story, and it was about how his phone got smashed, and he lost all of his contacts and stuff, and he got a new number. And so I... um, hadn't reached out to him because the last time we spoke, he threatened to block me. Um, That's a different story. And so, anyways, now I'm at this weird place where I don't know if I should give him my number or reach out to him. I haven't said or done anything about it. This was, like, a week ago, but it still is, like, just bothering me every day because I still love him and, like, it feels like this weird other layer of intimacy has just been removed. Like, he doesn't even have my number. It just, like, sucks and hurts. So I still haven't said anything to him. Other side note, this whole time for the two months that we were broken up, I stayed sober and I've just been doing yoga and really trying to improve myself, like not partying or anything at all, started antidepressants. 
just been doing a whole lot of self-work. And then this last weekend, two weekends ago, I decided, you know what, I want to have fun with my friends. And I got drunk and I danced. And then it's just been kind of like I've been drinking more often since then. And last weekend, I very impulsively booked a trip to go to Spain and England to see two different guys that I used to date in the past. And now I'm still going to go on that trip, but soberly, I'm just wondering if that was, like, a really huge impulsive mistake and um, if it's too soon for me to, like, be going to do that. I don't know if it's, like, a good idea that might be something that I need and cleanses me. Like, I'm a very well-traveled person, so I love this kind of thing. It really, like, feeds my soul, but then also part of me is, this is not really ready or like the idea of being with other guys which is like not to say I have to hook up with them or anything but it just kind of makes me feel ill because I still love my ex so much so you guys are the bomb.com and I hope you listen to this and sorry that I took up two messages and just blather on about my doom filled life okay <laughs> bye well so the first thing is that <laughs> when uh, the caller asked if uh, she should give her phone number to her ex-boyfriend all of us looked at each other and shook our heads no emphatically Emphatically. if anything i think this is fate that he (laughs) lost his you know it's like oh good you have a i think this is fate in a lot of ways because Mm. it's it doesn't seem like she even knew these things were issues in her relationship until he broke up with her. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like, is it going to be two years in? Is it going to be 10 years in? And then you have children and you have no financial stability. Um, So I think it's really, really good that she took two months off of drinking. There's not a chance I could do that post-breakup. Off the sauce. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually, it sounds like she's like, no, I've been drinking more. It's like, you did do some work. Now you're dipping your foot in this other type of breakup coping. (laughs) And as long as you adjust at some point, you know, you're going through a major life change that be kind to yourself. And I think this trip sounds good. If you don't stay with these guys, because my thinking is like, you're going there, you know, again, I, I love travel. I always believe in pulling a geographic, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, not for you can't do it for somebody else. No, all you're doing is transferring bed jumping. They, yeah, yeah, and also just again because I don't know how long you were with this guy. You didn't say how many years you were with the two guy. years, two years, or two years. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's like you are literally learning to take care of yourself after two years of not having to mm-hmm. and being with someone who actively almost didn't want you to. Right, so. It's like, so that's why, especially, I'm like, don't go looking for love with some random dude in Spain, some random dude in England. It's like, where she's not looking for love. You can hook up with somebody in the house. Don't spend all that money. Yeah, exactly. Because (laughs) then you're just beholden to, you're in their home. Like, you've spent two years in someone else's life, basically, that go on this trip, stay elsewhere. If it's a financial thing, um, then maybe don't do, because you just don't want to be financially then beholden to two different dudes. Right. Um, And then I think that closes you off from 
the experiences you want to have because you're going to have to do the stuff they want to do and what they think is like the fun. And if you have your own place, that's just like so much more comfortable. Um, I do love when someone is like, my life is a disaster, you know, sing song <laughs> set. <laughs> but that's also though, to me though, it would be different if she was saying I booked a ticket and was just going versus going to these places where people she has been with in the past live. I know. Because that's security blanket stuff. Yeah. That is like looking, like you want to recreate. Are they welcoming her? Or yeah. is no, that, just that's like, what she didn't say. Yeah. I'm, say. I'm guessing you like, you know, you go back to the well when you break up and you start maybe texting or. Like you had no clue. There's, oh yeah, um, there's DMs. Gosh, I hope he's looking for me right now. Did you see me on Conan? No clue. Um, so she is DMing and you yeah. know, you always are like, who did I leave on the bench when I got locked down with rich guy? It is interesting because it's like, all I, all we've ever, any of us, man, woman, been like, I'd love to meet someone rich who financially takes care of me. But then when you hear it, it is like, oh, then you do become dependent on them and what they want and their whims. Right. And it may be better to, to build something together and then feel like you are also a part of it and a decision maker in a partnership. Absolutely. And also just a decision maker in your own life. Right? Yeah. Like, that to me is like, even if I was with someone wealthy, I like the idea that if anything happened, that person would take care of it, but I would not work. You know what I mean? Like, it's always like, you gotta have a safety, you know? You mm-hmm. gotta just have a little like- Have a safety. A safety mm-hmm. hat. Oh, I thought you were just saying a safety as in a- Football safety? <laughs> a safety, know. yeah. <laughs> you, got, you gotta have a cornerback. Um, gosh, I really am- um, I, I, I want to know, not that this man's side of the story is going to be, like, truthful, but I just wanted, like, why did he break up with her? Like, is there, what are his thoughts? Is he still moving to Washington? Like, is someone else moving into that house? There's just, there were a lot of missing pieces. Yeah, but let's not think about him, because the first thing, too, I thought when she was like, I saw in his Instagram stories, the first thing is, stop following him. Yeah. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Because <clears throat> yeah. the thing, you still love him, but you have to remember, he did you dirty. Right. And he put you in a position where you were homeless mm-hmm. and you know, and broke, didn't have a and, and broke, unemployed. No yeah, no job and, history for two years or yeah, whatever. Block and that it, bum. Yeah, it wasn't a good relationship. You now realize hindsight. And he's the type too, he's going to have a new partner immediately. Right. Because it sounds like he needs someone to take care of him. He has social things. You know, he has these hangups that are like, uh, I always say this about like men when their wives die. It's like they have to find a new wife immediately, all these men. You know, they're like, yeah. I don't know how to do my daughter's hair. And it's like, well, why don't you learn how to do it? <laughs> like, it, learn to do her hair then. And you yeah. don't need to get married immediately. But like, right. he's, he's, right. A t- so it's like that could only, that's only going to compound the hurt. Right. So uh-huh. yeah, like he doesn't have your number. That is a blessing. Yep. Um, you don't need to talk to him. The block, b- mentally block him. Right. Right. And and it, physically, you got to run a button hook around. <laughs> I think you married a sporty spice here, <laughs> oh, Naomi. Oh, God. And I'm just finding this out. Gross. <laughs> I used to be uh, pretty good because I'm so short. I, would, I had to learn how to shoot from like from like far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I used to have a pretty good jump shot. So you played basketball. Oh, yeah. I love basketball. Loved basketball. Oh, my gosh. I didn't meet that man. I knew, I knew that 
improv man. Well, I, a I'm lot. A there's a lot of improvisers playing basketball. You mean like Blake Griffin? No. <laughs> no, I mean like John Reynolds. <laughs> um, wait, wait. Uh, uh, Megan, have you ever been in a relationship with a uh, wealthy older guy? I wish. No. <laughs> I've been in relationships with a lot of poor younger men. Um, and I can tell you that comes with its own baggage. No, I like, no, I've like hooked up with wealthier men, but yeah. never. I've never had a sugar daddy, and uh, I think some of it is because I had a I had a regular daddy, um, and like I remember this retired, I remember like a, a, a kind of slimy retired baseball player like finding me the night before the Super Bowl and being like, I will wine and dine you, I will. Da, da, da. He's like, I'm gonna take you to the Super Bowl tomorrow, and he was like skeezy. I could tell he was, was but John I was like. Crock? <laughs> no, even worse. John Crook, I'd be like, I'll sit on your lap, daddy. Um, <laughs> and so when he invited me to the Super Bowl, I was like, you know, I'm actually already going. My dad got me tickets. And I'm like, this is why my dad buys me things, you know, so I don't have to <laughs> fuck weird baseball players. <laughs> oh, good to know. Oh, my God. <laughs> too good. All right. Let's try one more. Hi, Andy and Naomi. Um, and esteemed guest, uh, sorry about my voice. I have had a sinus infection for the last four weeks. Um, my four advice weeks. question is I am in a platonic relationship, um, disaster. Uh, I, for background, um, I, uh, attach myself to toxic wealthy women what? and, um, platonically. And, uh, I have friendships with them where they are mean to me constantly and I'm wondering, hey, why do I feel like shit? And then, oh, it's them. I have to end things platonically. Um, and, uh, it always blows up in my face, but especially this one time senior year, this girl I was friends with since fourth grade, I really, I really did not end it well. And I never, ever want to do that again with anybody else. Um, so the last wealthy woman that I have attached myself to, <laughs> I cannot get rid of her. I accidentally asked her to be a bridesmaid in my wedding and I don't know what to do because I have talked to my therapist. I've talked to friends. I've talked to family and they all say like, she cannot be at your wedding. She can't even be invited. She is terrible to you. And I'm like, oh yes, absolutely. Um, how do I do that without being haunted the way that I was haunted when I ended my relationship? Um, with my best friend in senior year, because all of the, all of the situations are coming up. Oh, I'm going to be haunted about this for the rest of my life. Um, my therapist told me to ghost her. My therapist told me to ghost her. I am repeating that because that is wild. I cannot do that. Uh, she lives in Canada. I do not live in Canada. I can't even talk to her in person. And whenever she calls me, she uses me as her therapist to talk about whatever shitty boyfriend she's going out with. So um, help, <laughs> please, and thank you. Um, love the pod. Thank you very much. Andrew, you have two back-to-back -back wealthy manipulators. Wow. <laughs> wealthy manipulators. The, I, I had written down platonic relationship disaster. <laughs> and you didn't realize it was with a wealthy woman. Oh, my um, gosh. I, her I think her voice sounded great. Um, <laughs> I know she and also, a sinus infection for four weeks. It sounds like you're being haunted right now. Exactly. Um, someone has That's put a hex on you. That is the stress, definitely. Your body cannot fight it off. Now... 
What is with you and these wealthy women? You can't control these people, but you can control yourself. Why do you keep seeking these people out, especially when they treat you poorly? Do they treat her financially? I bet it's fun at first. You know, I like a hangout like the, friend. Yeah, I've I've had I have had friends that are wealthier than me, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it, and it's f- fun or even wealthier than you. And you're like, yeah, I want to go do this fun thing, and my other friends aren't going to want to do it, but I know this bitch will. You know, like yeah. it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a friend that's like always down kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah, um, but it sounds like she's picking the wrong type. I um. Naomi, I think you know this. I uh, I lost a bridesmaid. Um, did not pass, but I had oh, a no. I had a I had a, a a falling out with a bridesmaid and who was wealthy. Oh. Um, and I I it doesn't sound like she's going to be able to do this. And and the girl and I have since been in communication. Um, mm. She has gotten married. She's actually expecting a child, and so I congratulated her on. Um, the baby. I still invited her to the wedding and she did not come. But it. I, Wait, do you I, mind if I ask what happened? Yeah, you know, we we had had um, like a we had had like a fight once, um, and it had been I thought just kind of blown out of proportion because of drinking, and then I thought we got over it and had buried it, but she came to my bachelorette party, and it was, like, very much not buried, and oh, so Lord. and so the behavior was pretty wild, and it was someone from a time in my life and at something like a bachelorette party, you have friends from every part mm-hmm. of your life. Mm-hmm. And so this person had com- been compartmentalized just around the friends I had at that time. But then you mm-hmm. have childhood friends, you have comedy friends, you have all these different friends seeing behavior going, what the fuck's happening here? Uh-huh. And so then it made me be like, oh, am I a ding dong? Um, and <laughs> so you have, so I ended up, um, I also don't like the way I confronted her about it, but I was so angry and hurt and just like baffled. And I ended up being like, I'm not telling you, you can't, I'm not throwing you out of the wedding. You cannot be in my wedding and behave to me the way you did. Mm. And she basically was like, I don't want to be in the wedding and I don't want to be your friend. And so she made that decision. Yeah. Um, huh. I don't think this sounds like that's, an opportunity for this girl because it seems like this woman does not know. I think you gotta, I honestly think you could write an email. Like if your therapist is saying ghost, then I think she's going to haunt you. Yes. Right. Right. If you, if go, you go someone, they're going to haunt you. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Put it on a t-shirt. Yes. yes. Those are two SAT things that go together. Um, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, could you just write an email and be like, you know, it, it the friendship is is actually not working for me. I I do not want you in my wedding. I'm sorry if this is blindsiding you. But I, I like what you said. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what you said even to your friend, and again, they may not be in the same situation where this the person who has been terrible realizes, you know, what had happened. Yeah. But you saying you cannot be in my wedding and continue to treat me the way you have. Yeah. I think it's a perfectly applicable sentence in this situation because, and again, you guys don't live near each other. You said this person's in Canada. So it's like, again, it's 
you're choosing to write or call is not you copping out, you know, because you don't live near each other. So mm-hmm. that's your option. And if you said like the way, you know, and I think writing is always better too because it's like, this is what I said in black and white. You can't mm-hmm. say I said it with an attitude or read into whatever. And, you know, and just be like, these are some of the things that you've done that I do not, you know, that I cannot stand for anymore. But if that person's toxic, won't they just say something like, uh, okay, I won't do that again. Nope. Mm-hmm. And just no, they continue to but if you fucking continue to retro news all over you. <laughs> it also sounds like no one else in her life wants her there. And it's like you do kind of have to be respectful. I know the wedding, like quote unquote air day, air day, air day. But it's like if it's gonna make the entire vibe of the wedding bad, like you you can't be in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if you went to the border, went to border patrol and circulated uh-huh. her photo? And said uh-huh. this person is smuggling. Yep. Is smuggling whatever. It doesn't have to be drugs. It can yeah. be, you know, smuggling. Uh, Pickles. Something we're not, you know, like something we're not yeah, allowed to bring over. Frogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be on the lookout for them. And then when they, when this toxic friend from Canada tries to cross the border, they're going to be wow. detained. I, I, I mean, that's pretty good, too, because then I think you're still getting a gift. and isn't that like it sounds like she's like how do i kick this bitch out and still get (laughs) you know yes whatever sort of crystal vase she was gonna get me yeah yeah yeah. what if she was gonna come decked out with swarovskis and hand them to you (laughs) i know Uh, well but this bitch may you know i also i also i also hope i'm glad you're in therapy i also hope you're addressing in therapy your pattern of finding friendships with people like this. Right. Right. That's the thing. It's like, you gotta, cause I, I think this will be a good practice for you to cut this person out. It's like, that's the first step of like, I'm taking care of me. You're embarking on this new relationship, meaning your marriage, and <laughs> like your wedding where it's like, you know, you are turning, you're starting a new life chapter, turning a corner, and that has to be one where you're like, I'm not settling for people treating me like garbage. Mm-hmm. Wait, Megan, were you ever friends with anyone who was like toxic, toxic? Britney Spears toxic? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Like, wh- can you guys give me an example? Like, what does that mean? Because I think like if I get a whiff of someone being a shithead, I kind of just like, peace. Yeah, so exactly. I don't, I don't really know what, like, what does it mean to have a toxic friend? Like, what were these people like in your life? Some of them, I'd say, are still in my life. Um, (laughs) You know, I think there are – and people go through phases, too. And so I think it's – like, I've had friends who – it's like, listen, this this person has been a good-ass friend to me, and they are going through it. And they've been through it for, like, a minute now. But I (laughs) – but I – but I'm – I – feel like there's another side to this and so sure. there's people like that but That's then there, there are people that you go oh my god every time i'm with you i leave it feeling worse about myself about you about the world and they end up just being like a drain and mm-hmm. you're like i don't when you you and sometimes they were either drinking friends, partying friends, you were trauma bonded over something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily a friendship that was born out of natural compatibility. Mm-hmm. And and then you have a moment when you're not in that phase anymore where you're like, I uh-huh. don't this this vibe is not gonna is not gonna suit me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think um it's also for me people who when their life is good, they're good to you. 
And when mm. they their white their life is like inconvenienced or bad in any way, they take it out on you. Like mm. they don't know how to be a steady friend. It's kind of on their on their timetable, on their schedule when they feel like caring. And that to me is like a little like, oh, you're not really. Well, how did you, how did you guys get out of those real friendships? I mean, as an adult, I found it's easier to just end friendships because it's like you just yeah. kind of go and de- like your lives just kind of develop. There never really was anything formal, you know. I had a, and it's also, I mean, I am kind of like you, but I had a friend at one point, some girl where we were out, and she was like, "We're at, I think, an H and M or something," and then she's all like. <laughs> I was going to steal this, but you'll be mad if I do. And it was like, yeah. And then it was like, literally like, I'm not inviting you places. I'm not calling you to <laughs> yeah, hang out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was like, I don't need that. You a liability. Well, yeah, when someone becomes a liability, and that can be in so many different ways, then you do just sort of like, I think, just have to cut them out. And yeah. sometimes that means there's a falling out. There's like a blow up fight. And sometimes it's just like a slow burn we're not we're not friends anymore. When and I think though it happens because that person doesn't really care about you. So the moment you stop putting in the work, they'll usually stop reaching out because mm-hmm. they're selfish anyway. But with this person, where she's saying that the woman uses her as a therapist, it's like to me, it's a matter of just being like, I'm not available to talk. I'm not available to talk. I'm not available to talk. And that person should get the picture on rule of three if that's how you want to do it. And if not, just saying like, hey. This friendship doesn't feel good to me, and oh, it's so direct. I wish you the best. That's yeah. so direct. And you don't. I mean, yeah, a lot of people aren't, and a lot of us are grown enough that you don't have to, and you kind of get the picture. But if this woman is somebody who doesn't get take the fucking hint, you may have to be that direct. That's why I'm worried about the ghosting. Of like, yes. you're you've already asked her to be in the wedding. When you ask someone to be in your wedding, you usually have to ask them to not be in the wedding. You know, like, you can't just, like, she's going to show up. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a website she's seen. (laughs) Oh, God, that's so hard. Like, I... I know. I'm sorry. I'm like, um, <laughs> Andy is curling up. Cause yeah, the idea of like, himself. like no, having I've... to ask someone be like, Hey, so because of X, Y, or Z, uh, I don't want you in my wedding anymore. Yeah. That sentence feels so like yeah. insects crawling in my well, mouth. There's this, well, I, that's something we're going to have to say to people at some point. Mm, you and I mm-hmm. have been together so long and things have changed. Not like in the wedding as much as like the friendship we had mm-hmm. when like, we were early on in our dating is yeah. not the same. Yeah. And so it might have to be one of those where someone asks and it's like, well, like someone asks like, Hey, am I invited to the wedding? And yeah. like, we haven't seen them in like eight years. You will or find two years. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of people don't ask that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like pretty outlandish to do that. I did have people ask that or insinuate that, but it was like people that are I'm like, you're insane. <laughs> like, you're not invited. <laughs> like, that would be weird for me to even invite you. But it's, it. you know, like, we got married three months before lockdown. And, like, our lives have changed so drastically. The circle mm-hmm. has even, because it's just, like, the world has changed. Right. That there's already even, like, a number of people that were at our wedding. that I'm like, they're not even my friends anymore. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a snapshot of your life at that time. And that's sort of forever evolving. Mm-hmm. And there's people mm-hmm. that I'm like, God, I wish they would be here. But it's like, well, I didn't know they were going to be in my pod or whatever. Like you us. Know? Right. Like us. 100%. Yeah. 
You're terrible. No, 100%. 100%. Listen, off, off air, I'll tell you who I, who you'd replace. You know, like it's like, <laughs> there's definitely people that you're like, oh boy, I wish they, I wish, I wish we hadn't bought sea bass for them, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Ooh, there was sea bass. Yeah, I would have been Sea bass there, right? and filet. And filet. Okay, well, of course. And Palm Springs? <laughs> yeah. You could have served us dirt and we would have been there. To go to we, had a really, Palm we had a really good food. Oh, I, didn't get to, I didn't eat enough of it as um, exhibited by how I look at the pictures at the end of the night. <laughs> Uh, oh my Megan. god Megan you are perfection you contain multitudes you're an angel Ugh. and we're just so grateful that you came on the pod well I'm so glad I got to do a podcast with you because you're on hiatus right now and mm. to get to do it with Andy and I hope um, this brings any couples therapy listeners that were on the fence yes. about coming over to the lifetime world fully over to the lifetime world absolutely I don't know what you're waiting for because we are doing the Lord's work that's yeah. what Megan and I are doing and I'm gonna <laughs> leave my office and go up to CJ and go I want a divorce um, I'm gonna tell him <laughs> I'm going to tell him that's what you guys told me. Okay. Oh, well, you heard God. it here first, folks. <laughs> what a scoop. I'm going to say, first, can we go get COVID tests together? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of which, uh, our <sighs> results just came in, so. we got to go check them. Yeah, we'll go check them. Oh, my uh, gosh. This is like, I can't even believe you've been, like, waiting here. This is fingers like, crossed, everyone. This is fingers the election. <laughs> I know. All right, you guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.